This third Sunday of Advent is known as Gaudete Sunday, which is Latin meaning rejoice. And so I have called this homily, this reflection, holy joy. Truly the Mass of this Sunday is one of rejoicing. From the entrance antiphon, which is rejoice in the Lord always, again I say rejoice. Indeed the Lord is near to the opening collect, We hear of celebrations and rejoicing. And so too this theme continues throughout the readings and psalms from Holy Scripture. But why are we rejoicing? Sure, we're already at the 17th of December. We are only eight days away from Christmas itself. Perhaps the hustle and bustle of December is coming to a close. That may be in itself a reason to rejoice. So turning back to the readings, what is the occasion for rejoicing there that we are given? From the prophet Isaiah we heard a prophecy concerning John the Baptist. We heard of a messenger of the Lord proclaiming a message of glad tidings, healing to broken hearts, liberty to captives, and a year favoured or blessed by the Lord. At the heart of this proclamation, at its centre, is the message of salvation. These last two weeks of Advent have provided the recurring theme of being on the lookout for the Lord's arrival. When he arrives, he will bring salvation. And so what does that look like? From what do we need to be saved? From what is the Lord coming to save us. He came to save us from particular things, not just anything in general. He came to free us from sin and death. This is why he was born. He needed a body so that he might be able to die for our sins. And we readily profess this truth. We have repeated it since childhood. And yet, Are we not disappointed at times or confused about and with this salvation from sin and death? Do we not still struggle with sin? Do not people still die? Well, Christ did not promise that we would not physically die. He himself did not bypass death. In fact, in one of the prayers for the last rites, for the dying, it says that each of us, through our own death, must pay the debt that we owe to God from sin. So we have to go through death. What Christ does promise is that bodily death would not be the final end of our lives that having shared in a death like Christ's, we would share in the resurrection of the body when he returns at the end of time. But even so, we still sin. We still experience sin. What salvation has been achieved here? Well, the first point to note is that sin is like a disease. And so on the one hand, it takes time to heal. Cancer does not go away with one session of radiation. And even after 
the radiation treatment is concluded, there is a period of rehab. If this is what healing looks like for the body, why should the soul be any different? To experience the promised salvation from sin, we must persevere in reception of the medicine of the sacrament of penance, confession. We must persevere in that. Like all medicine, it has to be taken regularly and not just occasionally. And then also not take it and then give it up for a while. And then we must do the rehab of developing a spiritual life, of avoiding sin, doing good, and growing deeper in prayer. On the other hand, like a disease, if we do not treat it or withhold treatment, that often only leads to the disease's greater festering and in turn causes worse damage to the body. God does not force our salvation upon us, He wants us to freely open ourselves to his healing and this is often why we stall in growing in holiness and overcoming sin. There is often some place within us that we will not welcome God into. Frequently, this can be some past harm which we will not or cannot forgive or some past sin that still has hold of us. So long as we do not allow the sacramental grace from confession to penetrate these spiritual wounds, we put off receiving the saving treatment of God. The second point is that we often do not know how to determine if we are growing in grace and away from sin. We do not know what it looks like to live a life filled with God's grace. Now yes, joy is a sign of having received God's salvation. That is why it has such a prominent place in our liturgy today. But we can at times reduce joy to the emotion of joy. Joy is not the same as happiness. Joy is not just an emotion, but it is also an internal spiritual disposition. Our second reading gives another word to help us understand this, and that word is peace. The redeemed Christian should experience peace in this life, even during the midst of the storms of life. An unmistakable feature of Christian joy is that it can go hand in hand with suffering. God gives peace as we grow in relationship with him. That is one of the key indicators of how we are developing our relationship with God. St. Augustine understood this very well. In his quest for truth and peace and joy, after seeking them in vain in many things, he concluded with his famous words, And our heart is restless until it rests in God. This Gaudete Sunday, let us rejoice in the Lord, in his goodness to us, and on account of his imminent arrival, both upon the altar at Mass and at his Nativity. Let us also allow Mary, the Immaculate One, to accompany us. 
May she prompt us and guide us to prepare ourselves with heartfelt sincerity and openness of spirit to recognize in the child of Bethlehem the Son of God who came into the world for our salvation. Let us walk together with her in prayer and accept the repeated invitation that the Advent Liturgy addresses to us to remain in expectation, watchful and joyful expectation. For the Lord will not delay. He comes to set his people free from sin and death. Come, Lord Jesus.